Hi, everybody, and welcome to our weekly podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, which, by the way, is much more than just a daily report. It really is a knowledge platform um, from which we uh, communicate thought leadership on various strategic topics through, yes, our daily reports, but also these podcasts. And we do webinars and hopefully in the future, some live events. And particularly with our new partners and parents, if you will, uh, ASG uh, and Shoot Geerdeman. So um, look forward to that. And along with our chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, also a professor at Fashion Institute of Technology, uh, we welcome you to our conversation on the topic of what to make of the second half of the year, boom or bust. (laughs) (laughs) Great topic, Shelley. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, Amazon Prime Day uh, was announced for 2023 for Tuesday, July 11th, which is just around the corner. Oh, and Wednesday also, July 12th. Um, I think this is a great timing. And and quite frankly, it gives retailers a preview on what's to come for back to school and, of course, holiday. Well, almost. (laughs) There are some wild cards on the table. So the question remains, uh, will the second half of 2023 uh, be a boom or a bust? According to um, Andrew Lipsman, who's a principal analyst of insider intelligence, he believes that Prime Day's, um, the Prime Day's performance will be an early predictor of holiday, um, of holiday e-commerce demand specifically um, at the product category level and for specific merchandise retailers and brands um, should pay close attention. He says, uh, we predict Prime Day will surpass $8 billion. Wow. Yeah, that's in U.S. e-commerce, of course, um, over that two-day period. Also noticed is uh, that Prime Day's back-to-school deals offer an early test uh, for category and product uh, demand. Yeah, that's a big number. Yep. And it's important to note that Prime users, this is according to eMarketer, and I love Andrew Lipsman. He's always right on with yeah. his uh, insights. But yep. 49% of the population in 2019, so that's pre-pandemic, now Prime users grow has grown from 49% of the population to 66% in 2023. That's an incredible. So 66% yeah. of our U.S. population is a prime member. That's an insane amount of the population. I mean, that's just like a crazy statistic. So Prime Day sales will be up 10% if the 8.03 billion is correct. So competitors to Amazon, they're going to have to have deals as well to try and take some of that market share away. But the likes, you know, Walmart, Target, Best Buy, even some of the fashion categories you know, are they going to be able to compete without breaking the bank? 
Yeah. Retailers have already been faced all year with higher cost of goods, higher wages, higher operating expense. So creating deep discounts at the start of the second half of the year will challenge profitability. But with that said, it's they have no choice but to compete, right? That's right. They, they have to yeah. compete. They don't have a choice. And I know we'll talk about this in a few minutes, but one contributor to what I think is going to be a booming Prime Day is the lifting of student loan forgiveness in October. Oh, so yeah. Consumers, yeah. All these consumers that have loans, and we're talking mostly millennials, Gen Z, you know, they're going to have more money in their pockets in July than come October when they have to start paying their loans back. Yeah, Shelley, that's that's a, a very good point. And uh, Prime Day categories that do well are usually uh, computers, electronics, apparel and accessories, which are products that also are in demand, you know, for back to school. Right. Um, one number, 37% of Amazon e-commerce sales are in these categories. Wow. So so their deals will obviously be targeting um, these specific areas. But um, back to school, Shelley, will be a challenge this year. And it, it's, it's one of the wild cards, really. Traditionally, starting in August, however, with the Prime Days event in July, and other brands following suit with promotions mid-July, it it has moved uh, up back to uh, school purchasing. So according to the National Retail Federation, 25% of back to school shoppers have already started shopping, which is which is up set for up 17% from five five years ago. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. 25%. And we we literally just ended school like two weeks ago in a lot of I know. Of, I know. It's places, states. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so consumers are also expecting to pay higher prices for back to school categories. So they're going to be very selective with their choices, making it a very difficult shopping period for retailers. So when we look at how consumers are going to be spending their money, school supplies, necessities become the categories that consumers are going to purchase first, which really puts the fashion retailers on pause. Yeah. So the NRF, the National Retail Federation, they do a back to school survey every year. That survey this year was conducted by Prosper Insights and Analytics, but it also showed that consumers are definitely looking for more deals right now, which mm -hmm. is another indicator that Prime Day will be a boom and not a bust. In 2019, so pre-pandemic, 55% of those surveyed in this back-to-school back survey, they said they specifically focused on sale events like Prime Day, 4th of July, Labor Day sales. This year in 2023, that number in the survey has grown to 68%. Wow. So 68% of shoppers that are shopping for back to school are specifically looking for sale events. Yep. Yep. To stretch the buck. Right. That's right. And, and we're definitely seeing a shift to consumers to really help them, you know, get more for their money. Like you said, stretch that dollar. So, you know, we also talked about uh, consumers who are purchasing uh, more store branded goods. 
uh, in fashion apparel, right? Yep. So, so in our podcast titled <laughs> The Demise of Fashion Specialty Stores, uh, we covered that point. And um, this, uh, this will hold true for back to school, I think. So I don't know, Reuters reported that uh, Doug McMillan, obviously CEO of Walmart, said at their annual meeting that uh, Walmart would roll out more back-to-school merchandise, notebooks, pencils, pens, at opening price points this year. And although Walmart is bracing for a tough back-to-school, they do have some factors, Shelley, that may give them an advantage. Um, they obviously compel a lot of traffic with their low prices uh, for the supplies that the, the that the consumers need. And while the consumer is shopping, they notice that Walmart has upped its fashion game. Yep, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Having hired, happens to be Denise Incandela, who's a very experienced, um, and she's going to be executive vice president of fashion and their private brand. So while, so while there, consumers will buy apparel and accessories as well. And by the way, Walmart also competes in electronics and computers as well. Yep. Right? Yeah. That's right. So you're right on, Robin. Walmart, and I would even add in Target too. I think they're going to be big winners for back to school. And I'm kind of a bit surprised that more retailers are not recognizing that back to school shopper are already out there shopping well before August and well before, well, yeah. back to school starts. I know. Uh, it's been creeping up the calendar. And Prime Day is a big trigger for back to school shopping. <coughs> and I think one of the challenges might be is because it's announced so late, meaning that we, the consumers and competitors, we never know when Prime Days are going to be. So maybe that makes it difficult for retailers to create meaningful defensive strategies. That's that's a very interesting point. <clears throat> you know, back to school, well, as you said, starts in July and holiday starts in October. Although this year, I, I'm wondering if we will see harder promotions in September, right? Be, before the student loan forgiveness ends in October. Um, which impacts, get this number, nearly 27 million millennials and Gen Zers. Not a lot of people are talking about the impact of this on retail, especially in markets and in product categories where these young consumers shop, specifically in the mid-tier fashion and sneakers uh, sectors. So the loan forgiveness turns into pay up kids, uh, <laughs> right? So the Wall Street Journal uh, reported the monthly student loan payments will average about $393 with a median number at $222. <clears throat> but listen to this, collectively for the US, this equates to loan repayments between five to $8 billion a month. Wow. Yeah. And once that pause is uh, lifted, some research outfits, including JP Morgan and TD Cowan, um, 
place the number closer to 10 billion a month. So take that. <laughs> wow. If you, if you look at that high estimate, that means we're literally taking $10 billion out of the U.S. economy yep. and taking it out of discretionary funds for young Americans starting in the busiest retail season, October. So this yeah. is going to put a real damper on sales. <clears throat> Less discretionary money in the pockets of these young adults should be very worrisome for retailers, especially in that mid-tier fashion sector. Talking fashion apparel, department yeah. stores, especially retailers, and like you said, sneakers, they're all huh. have the biggest impact. Well, maybe not sneakers. Maybe that's where they'll spend all their money is on sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And there's a new brand that comes out of Europe. Well, that's a whole other story, <laughs> uh, which is a big deal. Anyway, it's called Hoke. Hoko or something. Yes, Hoko. yes. Anyway. Anyway, Shelly, yeah. And in 2023, both department stores and fashion apparel stores have struggled um, with middle income consumers spending less in these categories. And department stores were down 4% in May compared to last year. And apparel retailers, including accessories, and shoes, by the way, were flat. Yeah, and we, when we look at that kind of clothing and accessory category, it represents about 5 to 6% of total retail sales. Yeah. But keep in mind that number moves from 5 to 6% to 8% in December. So okay. since a significant portion of the buying in these sectors comes from millennial Gen Z consumers, that will be repaying back their student loans, it could really negatively <clears throat> impact holiday sales. And I have to mention that, you know, the cost of living over oh, the yeah. past year has exceeded wage increases, putting many Americans at a point where they're spending more money on essential categories like rent, food, and energy. So this lifting of the student loan forgiveness is going to add more expense to a pool of money that's already been shrinking for adults. Oh, boy. Unbelievable. You know, here we go again. Um, nobody can predict anything because we've never been here before. So I don't know, Shelly, boom or bust for second half of 23. I'll give you a, fair, a fairly boring answer, <laughs> right? Boom or bust? How about neither? And keep in mind also the mass reaction to the end of the pandemic. You know, people are spending more on travel, leisure, oh and entertainment, God. right? Than stuff. They just are. So, you know, I talked to Tony Spring about this the other day. And, you know, he's the new CEO of Macy's. And um, that is one of the big points that he that he pointed to in terms of uh, how retail is going to look going forward. Anyway, so... Add to that, Shelley, uh, what could be a $10 billion loss each month, right? Going back to paying the student loans. So, you know, the back to school and holiday spending on stuff could end up pushing traditional retail results more towards a bust. And then finally, um, is the big R question, recession. Is it coming? So, Shelly, I don't know. I'm going to end with, yeah, back to school and holidays are coming. 
and consumers will find money to spend on stuff, but it will not be worth <laughs> writing home about as, as one way of saying it will be a big yawn. Sorry to be so depressing. That's okay. I I think the prime days are going to be a big boom. And I think holidays really is going to be a challenge for a lot of retailers. So okay. I think it's going to be boom and bust <laughs> throughout <laughs> the second half of the year. So that's probably more boring than it being a big yawn. For our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and therobinreport.com. And please follow us on social media, link in with us for the latest thoughts about the industry. And I want to thank all of you again for coming on the program and joining us. And as I've said every week, if you have any ideas or concepts or topics that you would like Shelly and I to cover, just send me an email. And it's Robin at therobinreport.com. Thanks again.